This is 104.5 The Trash Can, and this is your Monday morning slow jams. We've got some fresh hot donuts for all you lovers out there. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope that you're spending Valentine's with your loved one, and we got some oral expressions for you, so let's give those shout-outs. Hey, this is an oral expression to my girl, Sharita. Hey, baby, I know times have been tough. I know we've been living in that cardboard box, but let me tell you something. I just bought us a new Amazon box, and it's going to be here, so we're about to step it on up. I just want to give an oral expression of my baby mama, Ashley. I girl, I know that I cheated on you five times with your cousin and with your sister, and I know that I took your rent check and spent it on some chicken wings, and I took your car, and I went to go cheat on you and wrapped around the pole, but guess what, baby? If you just let me treat you like the queen you are, give me another chance, baby. I'll treat you. You know I love you, girl. This is for my girl, Juanita. Her taking care of all my kids. I really appreciate it and everything you do for me on a daily basis. And I want to say sometimes it cannot be so kind, but girl, you so fine. I just want to give a shout out to my baby daddy Darius. Dude, I know that you over there in New York and I'm over here in San Francisco and I know that we 100 miles apart and we don't even get to see each other. But guess what, Darius? I love you so much and I know that we going through it, but we going to make it. Oh, this one's for. Get a Joe, and uh, I just want to say, girl, ain't nobody strapped them suspenders on me like you do every morning, so I just want to give you my oral expression over to you. This is 104.5 The Trash Can, and I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And thank you for listening on this Donut Box podcast. Bringing you all the slow jams you can handle. Well, happy Valentine's Day to all you wonderful people. If you don't celebrate Valentine's Day, that's cool. Also, congratulations. I hope that your team that you wanted to win the Super Bowl won whenever we air this uh, Super Bowl. We won't know if the Bengals won or if the Rams won. So, fellas, if you did something stupid the night before on Sunday night, please take this time to make it up and say you're sorry. Don't just take this day. Take the whole rest of the week to make it up. That's right, because... Life is no bueno whenever the old lady's not happy. Exactly. So we have a wonderful special Valentine's Day episode for you guys. Uh, it's Valentine theme, but I would say it's like celebrating Valentine's Day because I personally, I'm not a big fan of Valentine's Day. I know you're not as well. But anyways, uh, we have some great content for you today, and I just want to give a shout out. We are now up to 13 states and six countries so thank you guys for listening to us we appreciate that very much you guys keep growing out there and uh the trash can og network is growing and hashtag trash can nation that's all i got to say on that hashtag trash can nation so for those of y'all that are brand new welcome and each donut is a different segment we have a little bit different show for you today and our first donut is the old-fashioned donut and this Donut is called, name the story, Micah. The Tale of Two Dates. All right, Micah. It is about the time that we went on two separate dates, but uh, we were uh, hanging out separately, each with our respective dates, but our paths had to cross. And so, Micah, tell them a little bit about what was going on during that time. Well, it started off with me. I did not have a vehicle. It was high school. There was this party that was going to go on. 
and there was a female, and her house was the location of the party. So I got a ride over there, happened to be my parents, and they had something else they had to do. So they dropped me off incredibly early, like I'm talking the party started at 6. I was there at 4.30. Oh yeah, the wanted guest, right? Luckily, she was into me. And so the thing was, I didn't have a very good read at the time. A lot of things went right over my head. Chris, can you vouch for that? I think being 16 and naive, we were both very sheltered. A lot of things went over my head, too. And 16-year-old boys are super stupid and clueless. Very much so. And I was even more so. So she wanted me to help her get set up for the party. And wanted, you know, some romantic, nice things to happen. I was more focused on the football game that was on the TV. Listen. Texas Tech was playing the Texas Longhorns and only happens once a year. It was a close game. Um, So I spent those two hours before the party or however long it was watching this game and then being pissed off at the ending because Tech lost. By the way, I'm a Tech fan if you didn't know already. So it wasn't starting off very well because she wanted me around and helping her I was on the couch using golf course words. A typical 16-year-old boy. Simultaneously, I had a date with my then-girlfriend at the time. I think we were supposed to go to the fair. And uh, we I had only been officially dating this girl for like a month or so. And this girl was very spoiled, uh, only child. Uh, she was not used to being told no. Um, and me being a dumb 18-year-old kid who wanted to just appease everybody, I told her, let's go to the fair. And the fair at the time was great. I ate some great food, and we got on a ride that was a spinny ride, and I ended up getting really, really sick. And somehow we got into an argument because I guess I like saw one of my friends uh, that was, went to my school, and she was like a female friend. And I just said, hey, like, you know, I didn't like even give her a hug. I just said, hey. She was all like, who is that? Who is that? Just being super jealous. And I was like, oh, that's my friend. I just said, hey. And I just remember we got into this big uh, blow-up fight, and my night was not going so good. But meanwhile, back at the ranch. My night wasn't going so well either. The party guests showed up, and I tried to be you know, close and affectionate towards this person because I liked her. And so she was a little shunning at times. And I was wondering why, why could this possibly be? And now that I think back about it, it's because like I didn't spend any sort of time that she wanted to with me. And I had plenty of time. The time that we did have, I was either watching the game or moping about the game afterwards. And that's all she got. She was just like, hey, so can you come over here and help me? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, can you believe it? It was fourth down. Why would they run the ball on fourth down? Could you believe from that girl's in? And I was flabbergasted. How on earth could she have been not happy to be with me? Well, if I'm not mistaken, didn't she like purposely invite you two hours earlier just to hang out or was it an accident i felt like she wanted you to show up early oh i think she did too i think she did too um and then i happened to get there early too but anyway so party guests show up and everything and they you know we had a dj and everything and so the night's starting to happen and she wants to dance with me i'm not a dancer let's just put it that way you ever see that movie hitch 
like the the dance move that Will Smith taught Kevin James, that's about all I can do. And she wasn't satisfied with that at all. I fast forward. Meanwhile, on my date, we were just getting in a super argument. I went back to her house. We were hanging out watching TV, just like mad at each other. And I was just like, man, like I'm I'm tired of like this girl just always just tripping for no reason, being spoiled. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm I get a phone call. And uh, who's on the other line? It's my good old buddy, Micah. And I knew that if Micah was called, Micah's not really a caller. So if Micah calls me, I knew at that time, I was like, something pretty big has got to be important. So I took this opportunity to get out of the date. And I was like, hey, I got to answer this. And she knew Micah at the time. I was like, hey, Micah's probably in trouble. I need to like answer this. So uh, Micah called me. And uh, why were you calling me? Because the night was over. And she didn't want me in her house anymore for some odd reason. So I'm out on the front porch and my ride, my parents, are not answering the phone. And it's around 1 to 2 in the morning. So I'm calling Chris because I finally get a hold of my parents. And my parents say, we're already in bed. And that was basically it. So my only chance of getting home besides walking the 4 or 5 miles it probably was, was Chris. And I knew... He was with his girl doing God knows what at that hour. Listen here, dude. We were not doing anything. I was very mad. And being raised religiously, I wouldn't have done anything anyway. So uh, I actually think it was earlier than 1 or 2. I think it was maybe like 11 o'clock. It wasn't 1 or 2 in the morning. Maybe I'm mistaking it with other party days. Anyways, <laughs> fast forward. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so uh, Micah... I pick up Micah, and Micah's, like, just telling me the whole time, uh, like, it was awful. She didn't want to hang out with me. She didn't want to do anything. And I was like, man, that girl is such a witch. Like, I, I just think she is absolutely awful. Well, fast forward till like, maybe two years ago. He finally tells me the whole story about how he was just sitting on the couch at the tech game while she was all trying to, like, cuddle up next to him and, like, being like, hey, come help me in the kitchen. I was like, well, no wonder, you dummy. She, You, you spurned her advances. She don't want to hang out with you. She probably thought that you weren't interested in her. That, and then also at one point of the night, she wanted, she was like, let's go back here, and she wanted to like tuck away in there i was like no i really like this song and totally just poor micah he was just absolutely clueless as we were at that age so that was a little bit about uh one of our not so memorable dates uh we'll talk more about uh worst dates ever in this next segment coming up and that is the heart-shaped donut we asked a lot of you trash can ogs what is your worst date ever hashtag worst date ever and we got some good stories and micah and Micah and I will share our worst day ever stories after this. So I asked a couple people and they told me some of their worst date stories. So you ready for some of these? Yeah, All right. So one girl told me that she, I guess, met up with this guy that she had met on a dating app and they went to the bar to like have some drinks and whatnot. And he goes to the bathroom and uh, he's in the bathroom for like a really long time and she's starting to wonder like where he's at turns out that this guy just like up and left her at the bar didn't say nothing but here's the kicker so like probably five minutes after she realizes that this guy is gone he calls her but he thinks that like she's another girl and he's like hey christine or whatever it was not the girl's name hey christine um i'm free right now do you want to hang up and she was like 
this is uh this is ashley that's not her real name she's like this is ashley like you're the one that like where are you and he was like oh and then just hung up on her that's a pretty bad worst date that's that's terrible it's absolutely terrible and she saw him at the dog park and then uh she convinced uh her friend to like i guess mess with him or something like that and it, it didn't turn out pretty good but that's a pretty messed up story that's really messed up um i got another story um this guy that i talked to he said that uh he went on this date with this girl and she wouldn't say anything like she wouldn't talk at all and i was like so did she like even answer your questions and he was like she would just say like yeah or no and he was like they went back to his house and like we're watching a movie and she just like sat there like didn't say anything like nothing like the whole time like didn't speak two words to him and then i was like well did y'all text afterwards and he was like yeah but he was like she didn't say nothing at all so I was like, that's pretty bad. I've, I've, yeah, I've had somewhat experience like that where they don't say anything, but it's weird whenever you're like flirting with them and stuff before they be, they be chatty Kathy. So I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Maybe she just was like more of a texter rather than like a new, like a in-person communicator. Cause that's how a lot of people are nowadays. Like you'll message them and they'll like talk to you a lot. But then whenever you like hang out with them in person, they don't really say a whole lot. I'm more of a fan of face-to-face -face communication anyways. Um, this next one, um, this person, like, they went on a date with this guy, and this guy, like, lived, like, three hours away, so he, like, came to visit her in this town, and, uh, like, they went on this date, and she ended up having to pay for the date, and it was, like, $200, right? So then she... $200? Yeah, it was, like, $200 just for the date, and then on top of that, she, uh, she, like, cooked him dinner and, like, brought him, you know, was, like, hanging out, like, at the house and cooked him dinner. And then, like, after he ate the dinner and everything, like, a, co a couple, like, maybe 20, 30 minutes later, he just told her, it was like, yeah, I'm just not that into you. Uh, we should probably just be friends. And so she was, like, really upset because, like, she really liked this guy. And uh, so he, like, left. And then, like, three minutes later, she hears a knock on her door and it's him and he was like hey i left my phone charger here and she was just like are you serious like you just came up here and like he just came in got his phone charger and like left wow well my main question with that and maybe this is beyond the point but she spent two hundred dollars and that didn't even include dinner yeah like that didn't include dinner at all i guess it was an activity or they what whatever she wanted to do and uh uh yeah, she cooked him dinner, like, and that's a big thing. Like, if somebody cooks you dinner, it takes the time to put time and effort into making you dinner and, like, put your heart and soul in that, and then you're just like, yeah, I'm not that into you, and then, like, to come back. I, if it were, like, me and that's the situation, like, I'd be like, no, you're not getting your phone charger. Like, heck no. That's my phone charger now. Exactly. Um. So the last one that I have before uh, we should – actually, this – other one i'll share that i saw online but this actual real one of this person that i know uh she was on a date with this guy and then like on their second date uh they're eating dinner and this woman walks in and uh like the guy kind of like ducks out and like is like trying to avoid eye contact and stuff and like he goes to the bathroom and then like the lady leaves oh was it his wife yeah it was his wife <laughs> she found out that, like he was married and had like kids and stuff and she didn't know at all yeah it was really messed up and she was like who is that he was like oh yeah that's you know he like kind of like played it off but then she found out that that was like his wife golly so i guess the wife was probably 
like looking for him maybe i guess so i'm not too sure um and then this one i saw online this was like on jimmy fallon and he does that and it's like hashtag worst date and so uh this person was on a on a date um with a girl and like she kept leaving to get up and go to the bathroom and like every like 10 minutes or so and the waiter finally like came to the table and was like hey that person that you're with they're actually on another date at the same restaurant like across the restaurant i got two black girls in the restaurant and they don't know about each other tyler tie dollar sign all right <laughs> so uh what was your worst date of all time micah oh lord it was with a co-worker and uh listen normally i would talk mess about dating a co-worker but uh, the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with was a coworker when we got together. So I can't say anything. So, um, but it was with a coworker and we went on this date and it was a double date and let's just say the company wasn't great either, but she, we go to this restaurant and she orders steak and lobster, like the surf and turf combo. I mean like 50 bucks just on her own. And I'm, you know, and I could eat too. And so, I mean, the, the restaurant bill ended up being like $100. And then she wanted to go to the movies, so we go to the movies. And she gets the large popcorn with two drinks and, like, snacks. And, I mean, she just helped herself to my wallet. And it was very, very... And she, she hardly paid no attention to me. She literally just kind of did her own thing. Like, she was just ha having a good old time with a, with a friend kind of thing. And... So finally at the end, I just, I asked, I said, so is this going anywhere? And she's like, nah, I just like you as a friend. And I was sitting here going, dang. And that thing cost me like $150, $200. Did she know, or was it like established before y'all went on the date that you were going to like pay for everything? Did she like know that going in? Yeah. So we'd been talking for like probably two or three weeks and we had went on several like non-official dates. Like we went to lunch and several times and things like that. But this one was supposed to be, this was like established, like it's going to be a date. Like we're kind of taking it to the next step kind of thing. And it, yeah, it, I mean, I don't know if I guess by the end of it, she just wasn't interested in me or if she just kind of used that to get into my checkbook i don't know that's really messed up especially if you know that like someone else is paying even if it's not a date like if i'm out to eat and the and the person that i'm with or the couple that i'm with like yeah we got your bill I, like as a common courtesy i get the cheapest thing off the menu because that's just it's common courtesy you don't want to like go all out if i'm like paying for myself then yeah i'm gonna go ball out because i know what my budget is but even if the person's like yeah i got your lunch i got your lunch you don't want to like put that person in the poorhouse you know what i mean no for sure now i will say this part of it's my fault because i was a very i was the top salesman at this place at the time and i was a little cocky about it so i you know kind of told her how much i was making and how much i was selling so she probably thought oh he's got the money it's no big deal but still either way it i mean it wasn't making that much money you know i'm gonna say this in my dad's voice don't get your honey where you make your money. Just kidding. Just kidding. It's okay if you do that. I don't really believe in that. Most times the people that do end up together have met at work. Um, my worst date was actually my senior prom. It was absolutely like the worst date I've ever been on. And I really regret 
uh, not going by myself because the person that I asked was kind of like last minute because I had broken up with my girlfriend like two months prior. So I kind of had to ask somebody at the last minute. And I asked this doctor's daughter and we were like an orchestra class together and we kind of knew each other. And so I asked her and she said yes. And at this point, I knew I was leaving for Texas. I was a senior in high school, so so I didn't really care. And I showed up, you know, got her the corsage, got her all that stuff, you know, wore a nice uh, suit, a nice tux, and I was going to take her out to dinner. And so on the way to dinner, I'm like telling her like what the plans are, you know, that we're, you know, we're going to go to prom, maybe get some coffee after, you know, just chill and hang out. She And she literally made the comment on the way. She was like, oh, Lord, I'm going to have to have alcohol to get through this night with you. And I really wanted to stop and, like, drop her off on the side of the road because that's how mad. Like, it really hurt me. And I was like, man, like, I asked you. No one had asked you to prom. It, it was really messed up, and it, it, it made me upset. But I was like, no, I'm a gentleman. I'm not going to leave her at home. I'm not going to turn the car around. I'm not going to leave her on the side of the road. But I did get back at her because we went to a steakhouse. And uh, it wasn't really a steakhouse, but it served steak. And she was a vegetarian. So I went and I got and ordered the juiciest steak ever. And I got it like rare. And I don't eat my steaks rare, but I got it rare. So it was nice and bloody and juicy uh, as a way of getting payback. But yeah, that was the worst date I've ever been on. I thought of something too. There was also that one time that um, I was supposed to take a date to the Christmas banquet and she stood me up that night oh yeah and you got your car washed and everything and like michael like got a suit and he was looking nice and then she just stood him up not to mention i paid 150 dollars or something like that 100 i think it was 100 dollars or something like 50 dollars a ticket to get into this thing and she told me like the night of like i pulled up to their house like flowers in the car like real romantic style get up in there and knock on the door and she like answers it and she's like in pajamas and she's like yeah i'm not going and I was like, what? Let me add, this was the same girl from the old-fashioned donut. So I think she was a little <laughs> mad about the Texas Tech, Texas game, bro. She let you she let you pay for it. So that was our worst date ever. But what is our next segment coming up? Our next segment is going to be the donut hole. Oh, and I have a great donut hole for you. It is, of course, my movie pick of the week. And I recommend this movie not just because it is a family-friendly movie, but because of the storytelling, because of just the character development it is sing 2 um it is the second sequel to sing and in the first one uh there's this koala bear character named buster moon who's owning like a failing theater and he has to like save the theater because it's special to him and he holds this talent contest okay so in the second one they're trying to make it to the big time and they're wanting to put on this musical production and they're trying to audition for hollywood but the the talent agents like nah y'all don't have it so they sneak into the auditions with like this big corporate ceo guy and they basically like kind of bluff their way through a show and come up with it on the fly and he's like okay you have all this money all these resources just don't let me down and the main character promises that he can get like this big singing star to come to the show and that's what like piques the guy's interest and tells him hey uh, give me a shot but he's like don't embarrass me come to find out this big singing guy who he's a lion the character's a lion uh 
he's been in like hiding ever since his wife died and he's like not performing so nobody can get to him and at the same time he's like trying to put on the show that he kind of like wrote on the fly so the sh he's like writing the show as it's going and it's like the music is great and it's all these characters who are like from this small town and they uh they're trying to make it big in hollywood and buster moon is trying to figure out how he's going to put on this big show and at the same time get clay calloway to come into the show and it was really good because they gave like this clay calloway character like this really tragic backstory about how his wife died and how he's just like been hiding for like 15 years and like how it's like he promised himself he'll never perform again and like they eventually do get him to go to the show and like you can see the emotion like this character is going through like dealing with grief even after 15 years and you're like man this is pretty heavy for a kids movie like it was it was good that's what kind of like got me into it. it made you think oh and being animation too it's even harder to convey and you know get get an emotional response out of that sort of thing so it was definitely very good i liked that it. it was like a kids movie and an adults movie of course they didn't really make that many adult jokes but it was like you could feel for these characters there was an identifiable trait about some character you could identify with some kind of character i mean one of the characters he's a gorilla and like he's got like a big dance number but he's never been in dance class and like you know he's trying to make it at hollywood and trying to achieve his dreams and it's really good it's about being together it's about um not running from your past about like understanding you know dealing with those grief and dealing with those emotions and like realizing hey like even if you get put out of commission you know you're still made to do something and anybody can make a comeback and it, it was really good of course they you know do a lot of different pop songs um, not just from here but from like the 80s and stuff and it, they, they did really good with it so I liked the story I thought it was even better than the first one but that's my donut hole I doubt Michael will pay money to go see it so why don't you Netflix it or Hulu I'll tell you what man um, another side note movie wise I finally finished Harry Potter really this is like 2022 it's been 20 years since the first one came out what'd you think of it well as as chris knows and i'll let everybody else know up until about a few days ago i'd only seen up to the fourth one man the the rest of it takes uh, it's it's a lot darker than the first movies i mean naturally they're getting older a little bit more responsibility and whatnot with what's going on but it actually was quite crazy there was some character turns i was not expecting um, How'd you feel about Snape dying? I thought it was actually, you know, at first, of course, when you only know the limited amount when you get to, I think it's what, the Half-Blood Prince, whenever that whole thing happens with Dumbledore and everything, like you think, oh man, what the heck's going on with Snape? Because he's like trying to help Harry Potter, but he's not, but he's like a Death Eater and he took the breakable, you know, what is it, unbreakable promise or whatever, and... I mean, and then when he died, I mean, it's a pretty hard way to die. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. Actually, and I know that I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, and this is like a totally side conversation or side segment that we did not expect to go on, but I'll tell you what. Dumbledore's death didn't really hit me. It was Snape's death that kind of hit me really hard. So I don't know. It was different. But, yeah, you're right. They did get pretty dark, and you're like, gee whiz. Like, if the first two were fun, and you're like, ha-ha. And then, like, the third and fourth one, you're like, yeah, I could deal with them. And then it's like, dang, this got dark. Yeah, it got dark. It got intense. And it got like really, I mean, it got real. It got really real. Like for, and like I said, it's probably because they're, you know, they're characters that progress from not being a kid to more of a teenager and with all their responsibility and stuff. But we'll get off of that. I think one more thing. I think Flight of the Phoenix and Half-Blood Half Blood Prince are my 
my favorites out of the whole series. Hashtag the half the half blood prince was really good. I was not really expecting, you know, I you know, and I, the biggest villain of them all. You could say what you want about Voldemort, but that lady in pink, whatever her name is. Oh yeah, everybody said that. Everybody's like, I hate that lady. Like I don't even hate Voldemort. I couldn't even stand. I couldn't stand her. I I think it's more because. Yeah, Voldemort is, you know, big, represents evil. But somebody, you've come across somebody like that in authority at some point, And so it's just, uh Yeah, so that was a little two for one, scene two in Harry Potter. Uh, there you go. So next it is what fries my donuts. <laughs> and oh boy, oh boy, this is what fries my donuts. And I'm probably going to sound like an old man, but I'm kind of picking on the younger generation. But yeah, those whippersnappers um this is i saw this and this is what's triggering this what fries my donuts i saw this on facebook and it was this tiktok video and it was this kid and he said going around calling my teachers by their first names and so he was going around calling all of his teachers by their first names and seeing their reactions and he was like what's up chris what's up amy and stuff like that and i was like bro that's disrespectful but what got me was He's actually filming the principal sitting down talking to him and saying, hey, you can't do this because these teachers need to earn respect. You need to respect your teachers. You can't be going around calling them by their first names. And you need to respect your teachers. And then he ends it with saying, okay, Chris. And he ends it like that. And I wanted to smack that kid like in his face. I was like, dude, how disrespectful are you? And that's a lot of what this younger generation is. They're so disrespectful. Man, and my thing is, I mean, so much has changed. I was only in middle school, what, 10, 12 years ago or so, and or even high school. We weren't allowed to pull our phones out and start filming stuff like that. You know, we would have got our phones taken like instantly for that kind of stuff. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Dis- despite the being disrespectful, and if we, w- I'm, I'm telling you, if I would have called my teachers by my first name, we, I probably would have ended up in the principal's office. Yeah, and that kid did end up in the principal's office because they were going around and saying like, "Hey, this is not a joke. This isn't funny." And for him to disrespect people like that, that that's something that's taught at home. Honestly, and, I, and I'm going to go on it, but if you're not teaching your kids to respect people, you know, calling them Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so, and even like people, pastor so-and-so, doctor so-and-so, if that person has a title in front of the name, they earn that title, and you should call them that. And your teachers are someone of authority and somewhat of respect. And I understand that, yes, it is okay to question some authority, but at the at same time, too, you should also respect authority. It's okay to have questions, but you can do it in a respectful way. And for you to disrespect people i mean these kids nowadays like you'll say something to them and you'll be trying to talk to them and they'll just ignore you or they'll just go huh and if i ever said huh to my mom and dad i would have been picking myself up off the floor it was yes sir yes ma'am those kinds of things thank you please look at me when i'm talking to you kind of a thing it's it's a sign of respect and what these kids don't understand is the real world doesn't play like that if you can't respect your boss or you can't respect somebody in the workforce you're gonna get fired pack your stuff up because i mean you'll be out by the end of the day doing stuff like that i mean for real and if it's not the end of the day it'll be 
pretty quick. And I think that's a lot of problem. What is wrong with society is we don't respect each other. Everybody, of course, with social media, everybody has an opinion and it's okay to have an opinion. But when you start name calling and disrespecting people, like it's, it's not going to make you any friends. It's not going to make anybody want to listen to you. When you have respect and you treat people with respect, it takes you a long way in life. And even as a leader, as a boss, if you can't respect people, you're not going to have anybody work for you. No, not at all. It just, it, it goes back to, to the whole, what's, what's taught in the home. I mean, I remember I called a teacher in elementary school. I went up to her and said, what's up dog? And, but that was how I talk with my friends, but being in fourth grade or at whatever age I was at, I was taught, Hey, you don't do that. Even if I didn't understand it fourth grade wise, there was a repercussions behind it to say, no, nah, that's disrespectful. You shouldn't do that. And then as you get older, you realize, Oh wow, that is disrespectful. I shouldn't be going up to my teacher and go, what's up dog. She, she deserves more than that. You know? Exactly. And when you talk to people any way you want to, it, it, it's just not going to take you far. But that, that video made me really angry. And the people, the comments section was crazy. These people were commenting were like, well, if these teachers can't uh, handle that or can't handle a joke or anything like that, they shouldn't be teaching us. Like, no, these kids, these teachers have to put up with enough crap, not only from the, the education system, but from the parents and from the kids. Like, I personally wouldn't want to be a teacher nowadays because they have to deal with so much crap. No, they do. They have to deal with the kids. They have to deal with the parents. But those same people that are commenting most of the time, they're the same people screaming to cancel other things because it's offensive. Exactly. It's people are like, cancel this, cancel this. But there's no respect at all. So anyways, that's what fries my donuts. Uh, do you have anything else to add? I, I don't have much to add. It just really grinds my gears and fries my donuts. I, I totally agree with you. I don't think that we as a society should really promote this sort of thing. There's a lot of things going on TikTok and things. Now I'm not a part of it, but I see I, I'm an old man and I watch the evening news sometimes. And a lot of times what it's talking about is just like crazy stuff. I mean, here not too long back, they shut down a lot of schools in the country because of a mass like TikTok. People were saying, Oh, you know, I'm going to film going in and shooting up a school and it became a trend. And then all of a sudden now all these schools are having to fear that we've got, something happening you know a mass vigilante movement of kids with guns or something and that's a real threat in schools and so it's it's just stuff like that i think is really dumb i think parents should really be involved in what their kids are looking at because these smartphones i mean there's so much technology and so many things those kids can get into and so many things that they can be persuaded into potentially as well but that's a whole nother so one last final thought and it's even going to um the authority and even government wise i understand you you have your political views and you have those things but when you and i don't care who's in office i'm not advocating for trump i'm not advocating for biden i'm not advocating for any of that but when you go in you're just smashing the president i don't care who it is man like i really don't care who is in the president the president is the president and you should respect that office and 30 years ago, I remember they wouldn't, or maybe 50 years ago, they wouldn't air a story about JFK. It might have been true, but they were like, no, that's the president. We're going to respect him and we're going to, you know, honor him. And you're, you, even if you don't agree with the person, you respect the office. And and I hate when people go on there and they just slam the president. And again, I'm not advocating for Obama, Trump, Biden. And I don't care who's in office. You need to at least respect the president, even if you don't agree with them and stop running your mouth. And that's the problem with people. They have their keyboard warriors. They say whatever they want to behind the screen and they don't really have the guts to say it in real life. Yeah. 
it should really be respected. There is a way that you can kindly disagree on things and be respectful about it, and we've lost that boundary. Exactly. So our next segment is the Mystery Donut, which is our improv segment. And Micah, what do we have for our improv? Well, since it's Valentine's Day, we're going to pick a scene, but all of them are somewhat romantic, but not between us. Yeah, not between us. So it's going to be, let's see, I know the scene for this first one is going to be at a wedding. Okay, at a wedding. And so what are the accents? And it'll be accent-wise, two preachers officiating the wedding. Okay, I'm ready. You got your preacher voice? I do. All right, I'll let you go first. And we come before you today to marry these two people in holy matrimony. I just want to say that in Genesis chapter 2, God made man and God made woman. He took the rib out of Adam, not so that the woman could be below him, but so that she could be beside him. And that he would prosper and she would be his helper. Now, do you promise to be this man's helper in his time of need? Jessica, do you take Robbie to be your lawfully wedded husband? And it says in the word of God in Matthew chapter 17 that what God has joined together, let nobody put asunder. Do you, Robbie, take Jessica as your lawfully wedded wife? Now, let me digress and say, I'm not really one for the marriage thing. I think that we should have it the Old Testament style. And what I'm talking about, I'm talking about having multiple wives uh, and having multiple children from multiple wives. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> let me just ask you if there anybody be in attendance today that objects to any of these people getting married and speak now or forever hold your peace. I need some show enough believers to stand in agreement that this marriage is that what the Lord joined together that nobody, not your mama, not your daddy, not anybody will separate in the name of Jesus. And furthermore, I would like to ask if there's any ladies in the choir who want to come around to my place a little later on. You're more than welcome to come on over. The key is under the map. Bible says that the keys of the kingdom are mine in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that the gates of hell shall not prevail. Amen. So, we want to join you two in holy matrimony. And I just want to pronounce to you that in the name of Jesus, this is Mr. and Mr. Robin Jenkins. Y'all give him a shout. Can I get a shout for a hallelujah? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now we just stand in agreement with these prayer warriors and this couple. We're going to pray. We're going to bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Jesus, we come to you, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace, the Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jireh, the King of Kings, the Wonderful Counselor, Mighty Mighty Father. We come to you right now in the name of Jesus, the Rose of the lily of val and the sherry the wheel within the wheel we come to you right now when we call upon the name of jesus to bless these couples i pray that it be pressed down shaken together like a wendy's ice cream frosty in the name of jesus and furthermore jesus i ask of you tonight that you will clear out the cracker barrel in the waffle house for whenever we go out tonight that there will be nobody in our way 
As it says in the Bible, you be the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path and give us the light all the way to the Cracker Barrel tonight. <laughs> Jesus. And we pray that somebody in the choir would step up and maybe Pastor Michael would have onesie, twosie, maybe fivesies. But that's besides the point, so I'll let you go, Jesus. And I pray to you in all your things in Jesus' name. And all the saints of God said, Amen. Amen. And y'all married. All right, that was our improv. I don't know. We might get canceled after the onesies, twosies, and fivesies, but that was pretty good. I hope you guys had a good laugh. Again, this does not reflect the views of Trash Can TV or its affiliates. I was about to say, we're going to give our disclaimer. <laughs> this is just a character, so if you get offended, sorry. Sorry about you. You can never mind. I'm not gonna go on that soapbox. Anyways, uh, just characters. Yeah, just characters. Uh, we have our last little bit, and it is our eclair, which is our positive advice. We try to encourage you guys and try to lift you guys up, and so we hope that this is ending on a positive note for you. And Micah, I went first last time, so it's your turn. All right. So for my eclair this week, I have, and it kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier. Be courteous to your common man. Something I see out there in the world is we let our stresses and our worries and a lot of the things that happen in life make us reactive towards other people. And it happens to us all. We get so stressed out and we go and we have things upon things upon things and we don't treat people the way they should be treated. Well, this world is a cold world and, you know, I, I don't want to sound... Like me, you know, I remember back in the day, but before COVID, I really remember that if you're in a grocery store, people would talk to you in line. There would be things of that nature. Everybody was friendly. Hello, you would drive down the street, you would wave. A lot of that has changed. So I really encourage you, please be courteous to your common man, as I know that a lot of you are. And a lot of doors will start opening for you. Just a prime example this last week. I was really stressed. There was a lot of stuff that was happening. And I just went out of my way a lot to tell jokes and try to liven up any room that I was a part of. And it really gave me great benefits and it really helped the people around me. And so be that light and be courteous. Awesome. That segues into what I'm about to say. Um, it it kind of springboards off of that. Um, but my eclair is cherish your loved ones now. Uh, I saw this thing, this meme, not meme, it was this quote, it said, uh, what we say at funerals, we should say at birthday parties instead. And it's amazing to me how we wait until someone passes away to really share about how we feel about them. And we should take the time to let people know what they mean to us and to speak those things, the same things that we would say if they were gone and not here anymore, we should say to them every day because when that person's gone, they're not here anymore and they're not going to know how you feel about them yeah they'll they'll know throughout your life and they'll know that you you know love them but tomorrow is not promised every day we have is a gift so make sure you take the time to cherish your loved ones because it's 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 very special and i understand uh, you know if you got family situations and, and stuff like that but cherish your loved ones and those that are close to you and make sure that you let them know how important and how special they are to you because like I said, everybody's got an appointed time, and uh, we never know when that day is. So when we wake up, it's a blessing. So let people know how loved and special they are. It reminds me of Michael Scott whenever he was, you know, they were at that high school doing the career day and everything. And 
Pam was elsewhere and he was like, you know, she's, she's a great employee and a wonderful artist, but I wouldn't tell that to her face. And Oscar was like, why wouldn't you tell that? Why wouldn't you tell that to her face? And a lot of times that's kind of true. There's a lot of things that we have thoughts and ideas about and, you know, feelings about somebody, but we would never convey that to their face. And since it's, it's Valentine's day, don't wait for just a holiday or a day to tell you hey, I should go do that. If you have a loved one or significant other, you should treat them that way all year round. And that's why I personally don't like Valentine's Day because it's like, why should I just do it on that one day? Why should I buy my girl flowers on just that one day? I should let them know, let her know every day how special she is to me. And it's it's doing those things, not just because it's Christmas or your anniversary, not because it's a day to do those things. And those little things, it doesn't have to be big thing buy them a drink tell them how much you appreciate them give them a compliment a compliment goes a long way like michael was saying even a joke making somebody's day brighter that people remember that yeah it's not a lot of times not about what you give or what you do it's about how you make them feel and people remember that exactly so we have plugged it long enough but trash can tv uh go and like and subscribe and like our page i know a lot of you guys listen but you don't like the page please like it so you can get updates about our new content coming up i promise there's going to be new content coming up after we get some life things figured out and things kind of settled down but i promise be looking for that new content and interact with us we'd love to hear you know if you have a worst date story uh comment it on the episode or comment it on the youtube video and we'd love to hear the those things we love you guys so much yeah we absolutely uh appreciate every one of you for listening every single week and uh we appreciate you for making it uh, all the way to this point and we're we're gonna keep going well we are gonna segue into 104.5 the trash can wishing all you wonderful trash can ogs a very happy valentine's day on this monday morning slow jams and i'm chris and i'm micah and we love you guys. We see you guys next time. Trash Cam 104.5. The Trash.